Good evening, everyone. Yeah. My friends, we have so many of the remembrance candles burning. It feels like a fireplace. <laughs> it's all warm. It feels like a blanket wrapped around us up there. Friends, uh, the prophet Malachi, um, he has a warning uh, for the Levitical priests. And uh, in the Old Testament, uh, he's the only prophet, I believe, that makes a reference to this particular priesthood uh, back then. And his warning to them is that um, uh, you, um, you're becoming corrupt and you're becoming self-centered. You're claiming your own wisdom. You're not giving God his due credit and you are misleading the people. And the warning he gives is uh, God's going to be harsh with you. And certainly a reading... Uh, for uh, the priesthood today, uh, take it to heart, listen, read it, understand what it was that they were doing, and don't make those mistakes. Paul, in the second reading, uh, the first reading was about service, my friends. The other thing that was about the Old Testament is those priests were... Um, it's complicated, but they were offering second-rate sacrifices to God so that they could make a little more money. And Paul, uh, in this, as he speaks to the Thessalonians, uh, he really rejects any type of special entitlement. This is what he's talking about. He we, hey, we work all day long, and then we didn't, we're not taking a whole lot from him. He's not angry. He's just saying, you know, look, I don't, I don't I'm not taking... Uh, what should be mine from you, so that he looks great? No, so that you will come to trust what he's speaking about. And he said, I am giving you the truth of Jesus Christ in a way uh, perhaps that others are not doing it. And when you read between the lines of what he's talking about. And uh, he's talking about service also, the service that, that he and the... The only thing that Paul... Uh, when I think back on my studies, the only thing Paul really ever, if he had a gripe really about something, it was that the other apostles would just recognize him <laughs> as an apostle. <laughs> they just, was kind of cliquish back then. So Paul, uh, that was the only time that Paul really asserted himself in this way uh, when he would say, look, I am an apostle. Too. And eventually they would come to that. And even, even with that, uh, when he always recognized Peter as the head, um, even when he had a disagreement with him, he still recognized him as the head of the apostles. And um, what's really interesting about this particular reading is Paul says, you know, the word of God that we've given to you, the gospel of God, um, enters into you when you're open to it and it becomes effervescent within you. And it begins to transform and change you. And he's letting the Thessalonians know, and this has already begun. We can see it in you. Um, he said, come to this understanding and believe it. And uh, it ends, uh, um, it's very interesting the way Paul presented it uh, to the people. Um, I still am studying uh, much of what Paul had had to say, 
and again, uh, he was talking about service. He was talking about being pure about how they deliver the word of God and how they deliver the life of Jesus for those who didn't know him. And uh, when we, I look at the gospel reading, Jesus is, on the one hand, he says, look, uh, the Pharisees and scribes, the religious leaders, have they legitimately have taken their seat on the seat of Moses. And he said, so listen to them, even though, even though they're hypocrites. Listen to them, but he says, don't be hypocrites like them. And through the Gospels, Jesus has a list, and uh, he makes it very clear that the issue uh, that he's talking about in this gospel today is about the religious leaders. And uh, one of the things he'll put forth is they impose burdens without compassion. They do devotional practices to be seen and to be admired. They want signs of social prestige and they want to be treated differently, uh, in a bad way. And uh, Jesus, on the other hand, he comes and he's the son of God, and they don't understand that at the time, uh, but he begins to teach and they see him as rabbi, a teacher. And Jesus is merciful towards the sinners and he shows himself to be, uh, on the other hand, quite severe um, around something particular around humans, and that is pride and self-righteousness. Jesus really doesn't like it. We should take no when he's constantly talking about something, and he's kind of telling you, I don't like this behavior, the self-righteous behavior you have. <laughs> it's a message that really needs to be broadcast today because there's an awful lot of it. Indeed, my friends, um, God brings himself close to the sinner, and particularly the one who's open to him to show his mercy. And um, now there are a whole host of sins, but Jesus particularly hones in on particular ones. Um, so he, this uh, religious, what would have been known as parasitical pride, um, closed themselves off to God and uh, distance themselves from the people. Um, and this pride that they had uh, set them above everyone else. And, uh, and Jesus therefore reproaches those who do this. And um, you, you do these things so people will see you. And in the same way, then, what happens is uh, what we hear from the prophet Malachi when he said, You priests. Basically, he said, you priests are being bad, and you're cheating not only God, but now you're cheating his people, <laughs> and now you really made them angry. And they're the priests of God. They're not supposed to be doing that. They're supposed to be helping the people. And here we see Jesus, who is God. Now we see him in the flesh walking, and here it is all these millennia later, and the religious leaders are still at it. Nothing changed. 
said to them, he said, you know, you prefer your seats of honor and greetings and salutation. And he said, but does not God write? He opposes the proud. Jesus would have been thinking about the book of Proverbs and the first letter to Peter, to be honest. And these are my words, not Jesus' word, but this type of pride, this self-centered, selfish type of pride perverts his, the gifts that have been given to help the people. And what does that leave us with? God has to be stern then and give warnings and uh, get people to change in particular. And uh, now I'm speaking about the religious authorities and I'm in, Deacon and I are part of that because we're ordained ministers. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, don't think you guys are off the hook because in your baptism, you are part of the royal priesthood. So this message is for you too. <laughs> Jesus insists strongly on humility, constantly in all the Gospels. Whoever exalts himself will be humble, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted by my Father. Jesus desired to humble himself to teach us how to do this and how to follow him and how to truly reach God and to love God and to honor him the way we should. And Paul uh, going back to Paul, I don't talk about him too much because he's a complicated guy. <laughs> and the second reading usually is totally disconnected from the first in the gospel reading. All right, Deacon? Yeah. For any of you who study Scott, but you already know this. Whenever Paul's reading, it's like, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to connect it. Today was a little bit easier. But Paul would say Jesus, though he was in the form of God, humbled himself. I mean, he didn't deem himself equal to God when he was on earth here became obedient even to death, death on the cross. And he humbled himself, and because of this, his father exalted him and gave him a the name above all other names. And he said, all will bend their knee to him, even those who do not believe in him. That's the father speaking about things. And so my friends, um, the final piece uh, and this is something that always has a tension between Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, if you will, versus the Protestants. Don't call anybody father. Don't call anybody rabbi. Well, here's the problem. When you only take what we call pericope, when you only take that line, pull it out, and you say, it says right here, you don't call anybody Father, Father Mark. <laughs> okay. My response, and I just say with all respect, is did not Paul refer to himself as Father of the churches he created? If that is the case, then he's a hypocrite and a liar. Oh, no, 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 no. Ah, let's Discuss that then. So my friends, to help you understand, the scripture also says, unless you hate your mother and father and your brother and sister, you cannot follow me. That's what it says. So if you just take that line from the gospel, where can you go with it? 
but hate your mother and father. But did not the Torah, uh, the Ten Commandments, forbid this? So what's going on? Is Jesus confused? No. Everything in context. And this is why uh, for nine years I've been teaching, and I know some of you don't like, this is why it's important to understand the words they use and the context and the content in which the scriptures are written. To go into that section, what is he talking about? So what was the gospel talking about? Jesus is saying they like their positions of honor. They want to be first. They want you to greet them, call them master. They're abusing it. He said, don't do this. So you can call me Father Mark. I'm fine with Pastor Mark. I'm fine with priests. That's how the, the guardian angel talks to me. Priest. <laughs> I thought, I have a first name. <laughs> That's a little bit too much sharing for you guys. That's how I talk in the rectory. <laughs> but so it's the... Is it the title that's the problem, or is it something else? It's something else. And Jesus kind of spells it out. For those of you who um, had some folks have invited me to dinner, and when I come to the house, they try to put me at the head of the table. And I'm like, no. I'm a guest in your house. I will sit on the side. Yeah, but Father, you're going to lead grace. No, I'm not. You are because it's your house and you're head of it. It's, of course, an honor and a grace, but you're the head of the household. I'm the guest. I'm going to sit on the side. They get angry. <laughs> I'm like, do you not know the words? I'll bring the words with me. Here are the words to the prayer. Assign the eldest child. These are all things that help me to remain humble also. In the same way when people, I anoint them, oh, thank you, Father Mark, thank you. So no, no, no. Thank Jesus. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. He has all the glory. He has all the power. And this is what the first reading was getting at. Those priests were not giving God his due. They were accepting all the praise themselves. The religious leaders of Jesus' this time, pretty much, I don't even know if they even knew who God was anymore because it was all about them and all about what, not all of them, but the majority of them. It was all about them, all about what they were doing, all about what they say. And Jesus said, then you don't even lift a finger. First of all, you don't even do what you tell them to do. And then you don't even lift a finger and try and tell them how to do this. So, my friends, to take just one line from the gospel, literally, um, if that were the case, you would not be able to refer to a physician as doctor. If you were to call your doctor doctor, you're breaking a precept because that word comes from learned one, and learned one uh, is teacher. Mister. So when someone refers to mister, and that comes from the root word mester, which that's a, you can't use that word either then. And then you couldn't call your physical father father. I guess there's papa or dad. 
but they mean the same thing, right? So you're not fooling anybody. What Jesus forbids is for Christians to use titles for showiness and arrogance and pomposity. No matter how correctly one can perform their religious rituals, no matter how good they seem uh, to be at it, it counts for little if their hearts and minds are filled with self-centeredness, self-righteousness, arrogance. They perform it for their own vainglory, for others to see, not for the greater glory of God and for his grace. 